your favorite fat boys. What's up, everybody? It's your favorite fat boy, Jerron. Stefan, a.k.a. Mayhem, a.k.a. the world's greatest friend, a.k.a. your new worst nemesis. Your new worst nemesis? <laughs> Wait, how you go for your world's best friend? Who pissed you off? <laughs> the world did. <laughs> that's how it starts. We start out as great friends, and then I turn into your greatest nemesis. I know, that's right. So, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to your favorite fat boys podcast. We on episode what now? 55. 55. 55. We keep it pushing. Keep it pushing. So, I got approved to be on the list. Yay. That's the best response we get out of Stefan. Pretty much. You know, you know my level of excitement is always low. <laughs> when I told him that I got approved to be on the list, same energy, which I'm fine with because I've known him for years, so this I, I definitely expected it. Could I use a little more excitement in the voice? Maybe. I asked you, did you need me to do a chair for you? Nah, it was okay. It was okay. But let me just recap how that whole day went when I found out I was approved. So it was on Wednesday. It's been about two Wednesdays ago now. And I was going to Dallas. It was pretty warm that day. And then something had caught on fire in the uh, Dallas Center. I think the, it was the, uh, AC unit, the AC unit had caught fire. It was starting to smoke. Is that relative to the story? Well, I'm leaning up to it. Oh, okay. My story, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> so, they had the fire department there. So, we could. So, I went. I got my my chair time is uh, at 10 o'clock. So, I got there like 10 or 10, and they had everybody outside the building and everything. So, I couldn't start right there and there. So, we waiting outside pretty much, like 20 to 30 minutes, whatever. So, I go to the gas station. We couldn't go inside. We outside and it's starting to get hot. So I'm like, well, let me just go get a, go to the gas station and get some gas and come back. By the time I came back, I was able to go. We was able to go inside the building. So you get hooked up. Days goes on. You know, my day goes on is regular. I get a call from uh, University of Maryland. They tell me, hey, we want to let you know that you've been approved to be on the list. And I got quiet because I didn't really know what to say. And coordinator was like, are you still there? You okay? I said, yeah. I'm just I just know what to say. Like I'm overwhelmed, and I just I just didn't get emotional. Because it's, it's been such a long time, to, you know, and I, I think I would give them the list, but it was just a matter of when, right? You know, because it just it was so many different obstacles and hurdles to get through, and they told me the next step pretty much was that before I get placed on the list, they got to go to my insurance to get the okay because they're going to okay the approval of the actual surgery of the heart and kidney. So once I get that, I'll be officially placed on the list. But the committee did approve me, which is. One of the biggest steps, you right. know, to getting, you know, to getting the surgery and everything, because somebody got to say yes, somebody gonna say no. So that's where we're at uh, right now. And you know, I called my mom, dad. Obviously, what's funny is that I talked to my mother three times that morning, and then the moment I called her, I bet she don't answer the phone. Hmm. <laughs> so I called my dad. I called my two brothers. I called Tiffany. I called you, but then you were could by you being out in a bumblefuck Detroit, Michigan. You didn't get inside a text you to call me whenever you got free. I called my ex-girlfriend. I called my, my friend Mike, my other friend James from high school, and um, Dominique, Jasmine, Sharina, and shout out my boy Rico. 
and that's our husband. And, and I told my cousin, and I think that was about it. He told a lot of people is what he's getting. Yeah, I, but you know, I inside my media family, like I have like nine friends that I'm close to, so I called them and I, you know, I appreciate, you know, we we shared a moment. So I cried, I cried with a few people. By the time I got stuff on, I was I was all I was all dried up. Oh, good, because I wasn't gonna cry with them. <laughs> so yeah, I was all, I was all dried up at that point. So it was just a, it was a very emotional moment, a uh, happy moment, of course. And you know, I'm just glad to be on the list now. Well, be approved to be on the list, and I can get the surgery eventually. I probably got to wait about a year or more, which I'm fine with waiting. How they pitched it to me was, you know, if I got sick and was going in at the hospital, depending on how severe, how sickly I got, how severe it was, they would, one, want to keep me in the hospital until I got the transplant, until they got the transplants. You know, I had like a different device being put that to me because of my heart and everything. So it's become more complicated to do everyday things. Right. Or, you know, just, you know, just to be able to function pretty much. So I'm, I'm lucky and I'm, I'm fortunate enough to, you know, to, not having something else hooked up to me and be relying on it. And that I feel a lot better since they took off that, that fluid when I was in the last, my, my last hospital stay. So as long as I, I as long as I can stay stable and not the hospital, I don't mind waiting, you know, as the being sick, getting sick and then staying in the hospital. That's what annoys me about the whole process. Cause I don't like being in the hospital for, for so long. Right. Yeah. You know, it was a lot of talks, a lot of laughs and, when I got to you, it was just like, okay, what's well, good? You know, uh, what, what you want from me? <laughs> hey, I like to keep it grounded and realistic. Cause I told you I was going, we was going to hug. We might hug. You said you had to think about it. <laughs> Cause I, I, I didn't see a reason. <laughs> and I told him, I said, well, we hug him and grab your butt. And then he tells me. Oh, what did I say? Oh, you said, um, you know, get ready for what's going to happen oh, next. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, yeah. He's like, as long as you be gentle. And I was like, yeah, no, I'm not. <laughs> Yeah, no, not at all. So that's the, that's the friendship we have, uh, you know, over 20 plus years. This is, how, this is how you treat me. But he treats me good, though. I'm about to say. <laughs> you, you need to preface it when I treat you good. Then go into the bullshit. <laughs> so how did you, you take the, uh, well, I just, I, you told me how you took it, but like, was there anything else like kind of like, I guess, lingering in your mind about, you know, the me telling you I got approval to be on the list? I mean, not really. It's a thing. Mm-hmm. That happened. It's another event that happened within your life that is in some way adjacent to mine. Again, I'm a realist. I keep I keep everything pretty grounded. Yeah, you do. You keep it, you know, realistic too. So, well, grounded realism. So, you gonna tell me what it is and what it ain't? You know, what to expect, and and that's what it helps me understand a lot of what's going on, and you know, and keep it. Funny, because that's how I deal with a lot of things. To kind of put in, put a, put in a funny spin. Right. I mean, and knowing people who have been on a transplant list, and you with your rare mm-hmm. blood type, your your weight will probably be longer than some others. Yeah, that's in. So I already knew that going into it, and that's it. I don't mind waiting because I know that people that need to fall more than I do, so they're going to be placed high on the list. So I know that my age helps me get in a, in a good spot per se in the list from what they described it. Because, you know, it's just like, it's other people out there who do need it uh, more than me, obviously. So, and then you got people that don't actually get a list at all because of prior uh, illnesses or how, what, or what behavior they have. They're like a constant smoker, constant drinker, or mm-hmm. they were like a drug addict. Then 
that would prevent them from getting on the list. Yeah, so. there are so many things that are bar you from being on the transplant list because they don't want to get good working organs to somebody who's just going to abuse them. Yeah, that's what they pretty much told me. Last time I was in the hospital, like they would, it would come back on the, the committee of Maryland if they would give it. When they give me the organs, and then I just say, well, you know, I'm going to just start doing drugs now. I'm not going to take my medicine. I'm not going to, you know, take care of myself anymore. And then those organs start to go bad. It looks it, it looks bad on them because it's like, what were y'all thinking? Like, why right. y'all? New lease or life? Fuck this life! I'm not going to say fuck it because I want to live. I want to enjoy life. I want to go places and, you know, have different experiences. That's how I look at it. You know, I want to continue. Because they asked me, like, you know, what are my plans for as, you know, when I get the transplants? I said, well, I want to travel to like Greece or Rome. I like to go on a, on a safari to Africa. Big animal lover, so. And I told me, you know, eventually I want to move out my my parents' house, get my own place, and uh, give me a Rottweiler and a cane corso. Cause that's I like dogs. Such lofty dreams. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then they were like, "Oh, you like what? Like why the dogs?" I said, "I just like I like Rottweilers. And I like and I like the cane corso. It just looks so strong." Because I said, I'll name the, the Rottweiler Poncho. And then the Kane Corso, I'll name him Batman. Because how it has his point up. So, but those just, you know, just some thoughts. And I, I, I'm, I'm going to get one of those dogs one, one way. I don't say one way or another. <laughs> but I plan on getting a dog. So, and as right now, you know, continue to do the podcast. Take it easy. You know, go out a little more since, I guess, COVID is still a thing. But don't nobody care no more. Yeah, I'm very mindful of that. See what what happens where you know where we go. As long as they ain't in the hospital. Yeah, so I think didn't I dash out everybody last time? Well people last time. Mm-hmm. So if I missed you, I'm sorry. Like I said, Rico, you my boy. I appreciate it. Mike, appreciate you. Tiffany, my girlfriend Shamita, she she been there. So we'll leave it at that. Let's hold up a topic for another day. <laughs> so speaking of uh, you know, friendships, we gonna touch back on our first episode talking about our friendship. And how we handle friendships and everything. So I guess outside of me being your best friend, who else is a good friend to you? I have three best friends. You, Lorenzo, Anthony. Even though Anthony I haven't really talked to in a long time, but for me, with the way my my mind works, my friendship surpasses both time and space. So if we were still great friends, the last time I talked to you, it could be 10 years down the line when the next time I talk to you, we're still great friends in my mind. No, I, I respect that. Yeah, I feel I feel the same way. Like Anthony, Anthony is somebody. Well, I guess we both grew up with him pretty much. So, Anthony, when you if you're listening, I'm gonna tag you. You gotta get on here so we can do something on the podcast. You know, we haven't hung out in a while, so we need to make that happen. Right. And so, so you, Anthony, and Lorenzo, those are my best friends, and I have other people who I associate with who are friends with who I am. I guess friends with, but uh, not that close. <laughs> I'm probably the one that bothers you the most. Yeah, you definitely are. <laughs> you definitely are. I think I was outside of you. I think it's well, Tiffany is someone I've known. I think just as long. Yeah, just about long. Maybe by maybe by a year. I've known her maybe a year more than you. So it'd be Tiffany, and then James I know since like tenth grade. So we talking like twenty years plus. So and. That you and you and Tiffany are very different, but y'all both are just equally as important. Mm-hmm. So it was like if I can't reach one, is I'll I'll, I'll I'll reach out to the other. So that's your fault being available all the time. <laughs> is that what that is? <laughs> I gotta stop answering my phone. 
I think the best example I have, like, I guess a friendship in a sense. Like, when I was working at PayPal, I was cool with a lot of people. Right. And when I got sick, out of the people I was cool with, Serena was the only one I've kept in contact with. Right. And, you know, I reached, I told her, like, oh, I'm in the hospital, this is going on, or, you know, different things have happened. And, you know, we, she's been there, you know, there's, you know, a listening ear. And, I hung out with her. I hung out with her a few times. Her and her boyfriend, then Rico, and then they got married. Uh, but these these all around just good people. So and yeah, I mean, it takes me a while to f- to form friendships and relationships. Again, <laughs> I have a pers- pervasive psychological personality disorder. <laughs> so, so yeah, it takes a lot of effort for me to form relationships and friendships. So the people who I am close with have in my mind, taking that time and that effort for me to put into, and they put that effort back into me for that relationship to form. So so the ones that I have, I'm good enough with them. So no no, no new applications being put in with friends for you at this point? I don't necessarily need them. <laughs> if it happens, it happens. It just hasn't happened yet. <laughs> so do you, do you evaluate a friendship the same way you would evaluate a potential girlfriend? Essentially, for me, they're all the same. Okay. I posited this question to a woman that I used to work with. I said, what's the difference between the love that you have for your spouse versus the love that you have for your best friend? She wanted there to be a difference. I said, but what is it? The same thing that you would do for your spouse is the exact same thing that you would do for your best friend. So why? what's different? There is, there really, yeah. Essentially, there is no difference. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I don't think there's no difference in how you love someone because... Whatever you're willing to do for that person, you would be probably willing to do for the same. Yeah, I mean, the only difference between the love that you have for your your spouse and your best friend is you're probably not fucking your best friend. <laughs> you might be fucking your spouse. A little weird. <laughs> so, yeah. So, again, I do a stand. The, the friendship that I establish is the same way that I would be looking at it if I were going into an intimate relationship. Uh, hmm. Do I do that? Probably to y- yes and a no. Yeah, probably like a yes or no because I, I think I, I'm gonna take the time to get to know somebody. Of course, see if I'm like, in, you know, compatible with that person. You know, I guess depending on like what our interests are and you know things like that. Then it, it, it lets me know like, hey, this is gonna be a friend. Or this is gonna be somebody I'm gonna try to be romantic with in a sense. So, female wise. <laughs> but yeah. So what about uh? Oh, you do have a bad friendship story you can talk about. Oh, I got a couple of them. Let's get into it. <laughs> I mean, I'll get into the, I mean, the major one, which is the person who I refer to as my former best friend. We know who this guy is. Right, right. And went through that same process of talking about the evaluating the friendship as if it was some kind of relationship and said, okay, yeah, this guy has that potential to be a best friend. So he became the fourth best friend. Right. But as time went on, the personality that he displayed to other people started to fall off onto me. I said, yeah, no, I really can't have this in my life. But again, I'm not a person who abandons people. Mm-hmm. You abandon a relationship. And I just said, yeah, you know what? You're right. <laughs> this need, this, he said, you, know, you fall off and I'll fall back just as hard. And, and, and if you try to reestablish a connection, I'll probably be averse to it. Because that individual became a bad friend who started costing me money. So that's, that's when you get good. to the point where you start costing me money and then you have absolutely no desire to pay it back because we're friends, yeah, I definitely got a problem. Yeah, that, I think that's a slap in the face because you're taking that person's kindness for weakness. And 
I don't think I, I don't think I was ever taught in a sense like you borrow money. You, well, you should be you borrow money, pay it back, but not to let it slide just because that person's your friend. You know, it's one thing if you you loan me money and then I go to pay and you say, "No, nah, don't worry about it." Depending on the amount, of course, but let that be your discretion. Let that be your choice. Instead of me like not paying you back at all, right? And this and this friend actually made me establish my rule that I was no longer bailing people out of jail. <laughs> I didn't even know it was even a rule. <laughs> it wasn't at first. I didn't know it was a rule either <laughs> until this individual made me establish that it's now a rule that I am not bailing motherfuckers out of jail. Right? I know. I know. One time, I I bought some money from you. I paid you back, and I was like, "Can I get a can I get an increase on the loan?" You like, nope. <laughs> Because this person, that that friend, because he he borrowed so much, it's like I'm I can I can take a loss at this amount. Yep, I I, I figured out a cap for the lo- for the amount of money I'm willing to lose. Like the NBA, <laughs> it's like that's it. I'm only gonna take this uh, as a hit. Yeah, I figured out a cap for the amount of money that I'm willing to lose. See, even if you're a person who pays money back, yeah, I still got a cap. Right, because I paid it back, and he was like, no, and I'm like, I I thought about it because I didn't get mad about it, but I just thought about it, I was like. It's it's a it's a good way to keep that keep you have to have boundaries in, in I think any relationship. Oh yeah. So it keep even though you know me long, as long as you have, that still is a boundary you set not just for just for other people but as also I fall on that boundary too. Yeah. Which I have no I have a, I respect it, not because it's I don't have a choice in the matter, but because the fact you set a boundary with me as long as you know me, I think with me I kind of like might give someone I know longer a little bit more of a I guess leeway in a sense versus somebody I haven't known at all. Over over the same amount of time, but the way you put it at that time was like you know it makes perfect sense, and I can't argue with something that makes you know actually good sense. Yeah, so they gotta find that cap on the amount that I am willing to lose. That if I don't get paid back, I won't show up at your house and beat your ass. So that's that's the cap. There's the line, <laughs> right? And I think too, in our friendship, we haven't had we haven't had like a falling out. Not to say that that's necessary in a friendship, but I think it's. Goes along with, I think, the understanding of each other. Right. You know, like, if I'm talking to you for two weeks, we're not mad at each other, nothing like that. Oh, yeah, it's yeah, like, just yeah. nothing's happened. Right. And then we do talk on the phone, it's like, we on that phone for at least about an hour or more. Yeah. So, catching up. And we know when a movie, movie coming out, I'm calling you, hey, let's go see it. Or vice versa. You're like, I'm on the side of town, what you doing? Well, you'll text me, don't go see the movie without me. I do that an awful lot. Because <laughs> I'm usually in, I'm, I'm, I'm in Dallas on Friday, and I know. After you get work at three o'clock, yeah, at three o'clock he'll get off of work and he'll go straight to the movie theater maybe, or he'll wait till Saturday to go see the early show. So I need to put my bed in so he don't go see it without me. Right, yeah, right. Because I will, I notoriously go to movies by myself. Right. So I was like, bad. I think a bad friendship for me. I think the same friend we had because he was he was trying. He, well, not say try, but we were we were a trio at one point. Yeah, I mean, because so, the way I do friendships, I don't do separate circles. Yeah. So if my friend is in, I only have one circle. So every person that I introduce into my life, I introduce to my circle of friends. So the same thing if I have a girlfriend. I mean, I, I, I hate separate circles. That's too complicated for me. <laughs> nah, I feel you on that. Yeah, so he he, you know, he brought him into the fold, and it was, it was cool. It was, it was a trio, and then... I think the more of his personality that he, he showed, it was like it wasn't my cup of tea. Yeah, it it, it, it was very toxic. Yeah, he had a very toxic personality. Yeah, and I had to like, all right, bro, you I got cut you off because it was like it was just it was just too much for me. And like, we, if I if he was around, I I'd be cool and everything. But like, 
me and him one on one, it was just like, nah, this ain't this ain't fit. For yeah, me. I mean, because in the beginning, he like he you know he was willing you know to break his back for you. Yeah, that. But then it got to a point where he was no longer putting anything into the into the relationship as much as he was taken out. Yeah, and his and his personality as a whole on the outside was very toxic. Yeah, so I think that's probably an example of. For me, anyway, like that's like y'all it was a beginning of a bad friendship. Well, I'm so glad that I was able to give provide you with a bad friendship. <laughs> I don't best even think about what's funny is though. Like I'm not gonna sit here and say that I'm I'm a better judge of character because I had people in my life and it's like you'll be like why they, why are you still dealing with them? I wish I had one of these traits that you have that you cut somebody off and like not lose you be just done. Yeah. But me it's like if I get why I, I know my my heart is into it more this most speaking of like relationships, girlfriends. If I love you is like I'm gonna, I still want to see if things can work out. See I still want I still want to like maybe hold on to something and then I have to by that get to a point where like okay, this ain't gonna work no more. No matter how no matter what they show maybe time and time again it's like I need to like let like need me let go and just let them be and let me be over here. Yeah, for me, no matter how I feel about you, when it's time to let go, I let go. Right, yeah. You I'm falling off that ledge. <laughs> so, yeah, that's one thing that when you trace, I'm like, you know, you cut somebody off, I'm like, damn, I need to cut somebody. I need to cut them off too. Like, just be done with it. So, yeah, but then also to you, also, okay, you are, you are very good at seeing how things can play out from a mile away. Yeah, at, at, at the like you know, kind of like hearing a conversation or seeing being around somebody. Yeah, I, I'm very observant. I'm yeah, because you you you've been around you've been around me enough. Where I've been I've been talking to a girl and you'd be like, you make faces and stuff. You do little things and then after a while, after I get on the phone or be from being around them, be like, yeah, it ain't gonna work out, bro. And he's called it. So that's you know, as a friend, I don't expect it, but I come I, I've grown used to it, and it's like okay, if he like him or if he sees some potential, that's like, I pursue it. But if he if he don't, then it's like. Okay, let me back off. Yeah, again, so. I, I said, you know, maybe it has to be with my background in psychology and psychological assessment, but I've become very observant. So when I when I start picking up on cues, I hone in on them. Right, that's the key. That's a that's a red flag, pretty much. That I think a lot of people know. I know myself, especially. You know, I, I haven't done the best job at you know pointing those out, and then you know, not so much exploring it, but like just recognizing it. Right. So, what? How do you look at how we work and what makes that work for so long? Well, I look at you as more of the emotional component that I don't have. So you you complicate. So you complement my stoic nature. <laughs> so that's that's why it works because we we are, we're not diametrically opposed and we're not diametrically the same. Mm-hmm. And so it, it's a complement of the fact that I am. More emotionless and more reserved, and you are the more emotional part of that relationship. So it works for me, because that tends to be the case for me. That all of you know the, the relationships that I have, be it friendship or girlfriend, they are the far more emotional part than I am. Okay, they're so more so the complete opposite of you. Yeah, not 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 even so much the opposite, but more of I guess more of an an extension of what I could be. Okay. Okay. Okay, I like that. So, uh, so I, I definitely feed off of. I guess I would call it those things that I am lacking. Ah, okay, okay, I like that. Because when it comes to emotions, I don't have many. <laughs> I used to have a lot of anger, but I don't even have that much more <laughs> much anymore. Right. That's how I feel. Like nowadays, like I can remember a time when we were, I was helping you move, and we were taking the, the U-Haul truck back. 
I think this was off like what Kirk Kirk Avenue. Yeah, near near the uh, Cloverland factory. Yeah. So we were taking the truck back, and the guy was like, "We got you got to move. You can't park here." And we're like, "Well, we just dropping it off." So we weren't we parked there, but we're not we're not like keeping the leaving it here. We trying to we trying to drop it off. And the guy came outside and started cussing at us, and I laid his ass out. So I think the most of part is like I'm 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 first to react. You more so kind of like you will react, but I think in a, in a different way. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, my my reaction can get far more aggressive. Because I'm not for cursing you out. I'm just for punching you in the face. <laughs> so I cuss. I cuss. I cuss you out. So he can be more physical. <laughs> I agree with that that perspective how you described us. I. I would look at it like we have some we are opposite of each other, but we we have a lot of things in common. Oh yeah, definitely. So, and the advice, the perspectives you've given me over the years, has helped me develop into who I am today. Because if I felt as though I was right about something, you'd be like, "No, this is you actually did this wrong, and this is what you did," and you kind of break things down. Because I'm like, "Well, how?" And then you're like, "Well, this," and then what about this? And then you 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 had make me think about my actions, hold me accountable. Because if I didn't, if I went unchecked all these years, I probably would have a huge ego. Right. Yeah. So, and it's like over the years, it's like you made me realize that I had to approach things differently. Yeah. I mean, one thing about me is that it says, even if I agree with you, I'll never agree with you because somebody (laughs) has to see it from the other side. Exactly. (laughs) Because if we just all in the circle jerk, all agreeing with each other, then we we never see what we're doing wrong. (laughs) That's very true. And I don't want nobody agreeing with me just for sake of agreeing with me. Like, Tell me I fucked up. Right. Tell me I'm wrong. Yeah, so Maybe your friend, but I'll tell you if you fucking up. Exactly. And as a friend, I should be, and you know, and, and vice versa. If I'm fucking up, you you fucking up. Yeah, I was thinking about when I was writing this topics down, I was thinking about this to talk about. I remember I was talking to a girl and I was telling her, Oh, you when you gotta be my best friend now, I gave a warning. You say something slick, you gonna he, he gonna he gonna have at you. You gonna say something slick back. I, 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 you know, I, I, he go off. I'm gonna go off. I said, "This ain't you. This ain't what you want." I gave a fair warning a long time ago, ahead of time for meeting you. I think the first time it was it was cool, but then the second time she said something slicker than you said something slick back to her. I had to hear the whole ride home. And then one thing stuck in my mind was that I don't say why you in friends with him. Him dressed like you, like dressed like me. Why well, got dressed like me? Right. You know and. If you watch the podcast enough, you can see that I'm I'm the person I like I like I like sneakers, I like hats, I like shirt, t shirts, and Stefan, you know, he wears his uh, bandana. And very plain clothes. Right. Black and blue. That's what he wears. That's what he's always worn since I've known him. And he used to call me PC, show of pop culture. Yeah. I when jerseys were a thing, I was wearing jerseys. So sneakers. All of the latest styles, you were always up on it. <laughs> it PC over here. Right. I never you know, looked at him le- different or less than because he didn't wear the same stuff I didn't wear. And I think if anybody looked at him and saw that, I'd be like, well, they're not for me because why are you just somebody based off, the, based off their clothes? You know, and it's not like Tefan was looking like a bum. He just he, he's he was just simple in his approach to his wardrobe. Yeah, very, I'm very practical like that. Yeah. So I don't think there's nothing wrong with that. Like, I know we, we used to have running joke. He's like, if you come around me with a pink or yellow shirt, I'm gonna think you're gay. Yeah. So and, and, and like, I'm a type of person. I do like wearing colors. So you know, and I'm thinking about every time I would go like look at a pink shirt, I'm like, he's gonna think I'm gay. <laughs> so I, I wouldn't have actually think thought he was gay. I would have just called him gay. Right. So <laughs> this is a little joke we had between us yeah. and everything. But realizing that 
when people if I brought them around and they're like, he don't, you know, he don't dress like you. I mean, he does he ain't, he, he don't gotta be fly. He ain't gotta be in the sneakers. He ain't gotta be in what I'm into exactly. But the things that we are have, that we do have in common is like, okay, I respect it, and we joke, and we and we we have a lot of insight. So that that's how I look at how we work and why it's, it's uh, lasted and worked so long. Right. You know, I say, you I say, oh, this is my best friend. They like oh, y'all complete opposite. I mean, we ain't gotta be the same. You know, I don't think I don't think best friends have to be exactly the same. To, to me, to me, that that's almost damn near weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't need another clone of me to be comfortable with with another person. I can I'm, look. I can put up with you, just you, <laughs> of you. I, I don't think I got enough energy for a second one. Say, hey, now that's and that would bring us into the next point because you know, getting on our nerves because <laughs> you done some shit that's got on my nerves. <laughs> To bring us to the final topic of today's podcast. So look, go ahead, go ahead. You start off first. Early in our relationship, even though we were friends, who there was some times I wanted to beat your ass. Because <laughs> again, I, as I've said, I used to be an angry motherfucker, real mm-hmm. angry, and you used to push buttons. <laughs> it's like you said, you didn't realize. Like my family realized, you push my buttons, we gonna fight. I'm gonna fuck you up. <laughs> <laughs> but Gerard is like, okay, he's a friend. He ain't a family member. I can't just beat his ass without there being consequences. <laughs> so that has saved you a ton of times. This is true. You was a special. What you gonna do about it, <laughs> motherfucker? Just, I don't know him. I ain't know him that long. And I was doing. I was doing that a lot during our high school years. Yeah, yeah. So I said, this motherfucker don't realize I beat niggas up. <laughs> I gotta say this whip part one time. I, I I used to be like that so fucking much. Mm-hmm. I I would just like be just like what picking picking antagonizing antagonizing niggas. Mm-hmm. I used to work at Panera Bread. Like the, the the staff we worked with, they were they were like they, they were they they grew up off of old York, so they they been through some shit, <laughs> you know, in the streets and all that. When one day homeboys would come to work there, you know, we would be cool and everything, but I would also be like antagonizing them. And then I remember one time one of my boys, his name was Lump, his name Lumpy. He was telling me, he's like, man, yeah, Tone, you know, he was ready, he was ready to fuck you up a couple of times in this job. But I let him know, man, that's how the nigga is. He's like, he's like, he's like, fuck on everybody. Like, he just fuck with everybody. And then Tone had to take a step back and, like, kind of see how I operate. And he's like, this nigga do fuck with everybody. Like, he just don't give a fuck. <laughs> and that was something I would just do. I just, I would just, like, joke with everybody and I just didn't care. Because to me, that just made, kind of made the time, you know, go along during the day and everything. And then I looked at it, which probably was fucked up. If I ain't fuck with you, like pick on you to such that I didn't like you, and that's what I would do too. Like I just didn't, I didn't really associate, with, you know, too much with that with a person. If I was like, okay, they they not joking way back and forth, they may not like me like that. That's cool. I just won't fuck with. I just won't talk to you. I won't joke with you in that way. Oh yeah, I mean for me, it wasn't about joking on me. It was about that that habitual line stepping you used yeah. to do when you were younger. It's like, man, this brother don't realize that you better ask some of my family members. <laughs> Habitually stepping on that line, I'm gonna hit you in your throat. <laughs> right, because it's two things. Two things you ain't like. You sort of like to this day. You don't like being touched, but so much. Like I, I probably patch you in the back while you while you flinching, <laughs> getting tense. Right now, but I told you I'm coming in for a patch. Right, right, right. But you 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 can't being touched on, and your family nickname. I ain't gonna say it. I respect, but I know I said a couple times you like. Nigga. <laughs> <laughs> even your even when your cousins was oh your I think it was your brother's girlfriend or somebody when your brother was like on you. 
you 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 okay with this? Like, not checking me the system. They were checking with you. Like, you okay? Like, he, he okay? You know, so. But yeah, that that to me was it, it was it's funny now more so to think about because you 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 ain't you ain't care for that like, it was outside family. Yeah, you know, just, calling just, you the yeah, family just, nickname. Yeah, because I mean even till to this day, like you know my little brother, his wife, she started out like. It, the first time we met, we got into, I, no, she got into a kerfluffle because she was calling me by my nickname and I was like, nah, that's a family thing. I don't really know you. You call me Stefan. <laughs> <laughs> and then she said, well, you can't call me by my nickname. I was like, okay, that's fine. <laughs> but then after a while, you know, after being, uh, being around her for a while, because I was tutoring her son, then she just kind of slipped it in and started calling me that. And I was like, I see what you're doing. Hey, but you know, I've known you for like a year now. It's fine. <laughs> So it's a, it's a time part, frame. Yeah, you're part of. She's like she's a part of the family. Whatever, it's fine. And she's cool. <laughs> yeah. So that oh, that helps a lot. I think one thing that may get on my skin a couple or oh, does get on my skin that you do is I think one thing it was where you used to like tell me what it what I what it was. It's, it was something you would say things you would say to me I didn't want to hear, and I was like, oh shit, he didn't gut check me. But it was like the it was something I needed to hear in order for me to grow as a person. Right. So it was like I did not like hearing it, but it was necessary. Right. Yeah, I think the thing that that irks my nerves to this day is like you you you're nonchalant about a lot of things. Most things. Recently, I called him up. I said, "Hey, um, I'm gonna get, get some chicken for Royal Farm. Uh, you gonna you gonna eat some? Because I know he you only eat once a day. I know you eat the food, but like I don't know if you particularly like Royal Farm chicken. So that's my, that was my my thinking behind that." He's like, I don't care. I'm like, I'm like, all right, this motherfucker. He got just ten piece. He better eat every last motherfucking piece that I don't eat. But you know, that's, that's how he is. Like, I mean, uh, guy, you're not swayed by it. If, if I get it, if I don't, but at the same time, I think it's rude to come into somebody's house with food and not say like, hey, you know, did you want something I beforehand? No, I don't care. That's so, what I'm about. <laughs> so it's funny that you said it because a guy, a guy that I used to work with, who you know has a lot of respect for me and highly praises me. He mm-hmm. said, the one negative that I have, he's like, sometimes you don't give a shit. I say, well, that's most times. <laughs> that, that is just the way that my personality has slid over the years. Well, I really don't give a shit <laughs> about most things. And that's rubbed off on me because I think right now in this, in this stage of my life with everything going, I don't say everything's going positive, but I got some good positive news during this journey of me being on dialysis, getting this transplant list. And right now, I just want to keep the positivity around me. I don't want nothing negative in my life. Right. My health is what it is. If that deteriorates, it's like, oh, so I slip going down a slope. We all know why, because I'm in a, I'm fucked up, <laughs> for lack of better terms. Yeah, essentially. Yeah, so we know that that can happen. So I won't be, I won't be so much down in a sense. If my health started to take another dip in a sense. You know, I, I just want I just want to stay positive. Like, so I just want the positive energy. You know, and have a and keep my outlook being positive. Because there's no point in me dwelling on what a negative. Because essentially, I can control that. I ain't got to let no negative in the end. Right. You know. So, but the things that things I can't have control of that I don't have control of. Like, I recently had to pay like two like like two sixty two eighty in medicine. It sucks that I gotta pay that because the insurance will pay up to a certain point. But I gotta pay the the uh, what's left over. So it's, what's funny is that out of the, out of the medications I take, everything is free if it's delivered through Express Scripts. But these but these one these two I gotta pay out of, I gotta pay like hundred some dollars out of pocket. Nice. So it is what it is. 
you know. But I don't let that, you know, weigh me down in a sense, but it's like I, I need it, so trying to live. Right, exactly. So stay out of the hospital, that's the goal. So uh, but it ain't like I said, anything but everything else I can control. I can control if someone is not even saying anything negative about me per se, but if like their energy is off, you know, they not very you know, bringing any value to my life, it's like, all right, stay over there. I'm good over here. I got my core, I'm good. So Right. Nonetheless, you know, Stefan, I do appreciate you, you know, and the twenty one. We're going on twenty two years of friendship, so twenty one. Yeah. And I appreciate you doing this for me with the podcast, you know, and entertaining my, my silly ideas at times. Yeah. And putting them back in check. It's what I do. So. We, we've we established the dynamic of our relationship at this point. Right. So. And else you want to talk about add to our friendship or talk about. No, I think we've covered a lot. You know, so shout out to my other two best friends. <laughs> Hi, Lorenzo. Hi, Anthony. So, yeah, we're going to get Lorenzo here one day. I'm definitely going to take Anthony in this and then we'll yeah, see yeah, you know, going to they both said they were down. Yeah. Gotta stop pussyfooting around with that one. Both of them. Yeah, it's on you. Uh, yeah. I guess I do got the final say. <laughs> this is my podcast. This is at the name at the us for me, but bam. So, but you have a lot involved too. <laughs> I mean, it exists because I do all the work. <laughs> I'll not do none of the technical shit. <laughs> not a damn thing. Tell me real quick about what uh, your your coworker said about you know, I know you touched on a little bit about it being kind of like sad, but uh, what he said to you last time? Oh, I mean, what you know, he was just shooting ideas about how to expand the podcast, and it was it was sort of drifting to him wanting to see the things that he wanted. He was interested in. <laughs> and he's like, you know, does your friend know any you know know any technical stuff? I was like, no, <laughs> not a damn thing. Look, I tell you right now. If someone asked me some technical question about their phone or their computer, I'm like, I got a homeboy, but I ain't about to finna be talking to you about, you know, about Windows and this document, that, and the third. Like, I, look, I know how, on my phone, I know about, I know about some of the apps and stuff. I don't even know how to work TikTok, but I, I can, I can work Instagram, Facebook, hey, Twitter. Hey, I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> but you want to worry about some word processing or you, did this thing acting slow? He your, he your man. Does he, does he, you know, he know anything about AI? Like, and I just kind of laughed. <laughs> no, fuck, he doesn't. I mean, I, I mean, I, you know, I will look into it if you if you give me something to read in the sense, like, oh, okay, I look into it and everything. We we have a conversation about it, but like, like your field, like you went into uh, computer science. I my friend when he, when he was going to school, it was for marketing. So, not to say those two couldn't cross in the sense, but it was like that just wasn't. Right, I mean, it wasn't yeah. my cup of tea because a lot of you, people were interested in. It. Yeah, when you was even breaking down, you know, uh, uh, C plus plus, I was like, oh, that way over my head. But it's something that I think I could learn, especially by you, uh, you know, being so good in your field with that. Like right. I would, I would definitely it would be worth me like tapping into in a sense. Right, like I had some, I could have somebody help me along. So, yeah, which is what a thing that I do for quite a few people. Yes, you have a lot of people pass, uh, graduate. I did. <laughs> I did. I did make uh, going through college. I did make quite a bit of money doing people's programs. Hmm. I should go back to school. Just it just had me do all, do all your work. <laughs> you would not be the first. What <laughs> <laughs> you going right? Uh, I mean, it depends on what I'm doing. But you know, I have so many degrees that I did not go to school for. That's what I like to say. <laughs> Nursing, chemistry, a couple of computer science and computer engineering degrees. I, I have so many degrees that I did not go to school for. 
I understand. I understand. So, this the to round out our episode here, we're going to touch on the U of L D school shooting that happened. That was right. when? Like late May? Early May? Yeah, last month. It was last month sometimes. So, so. We, we are going to get sad now. Yeah. So, you know, and at this point, it's old news and a lot of information has come out. We know about it. You know, the 19 kids that were killed and the two teachers. Or was it three teachers? I think it was two. Yeah, two teachers. It was a total of 21. Yeah. But I think the aspect that we could talk about now is all of the new information that's coming out that shows how in a fucking effective the police were in this entire process. Yeah. So because about the question I have is that they were primed and ready to go in, but they never went to the classroom. Oh, yeah, they were waiting I mean, for the keys, but apparently the door they never checked to see if the door was open. Yeah, they never checked to see if the door was open. And then they said that they were waiting on equipment so they can go in, but then footage from inside the school showed that cops were already in there. They had rifles, body armor, and ballistic shields, mm-hmm. and they still didn't go into the classroom. So at, at every step of the way, the police fucked this entire operation up, and then they waited an hour before they somebody went in and took out the shooter. And then and now the police don't want to be cooperative with an investigation because of the fact that it shows how ineffective they were. Right. So was this were they were they ineffective out of I guess the I would look at it, I would want to know, was this out of fear? Straight fear or just the, the lack of training? It could be both. I mean, it's definitely both in a sense because of the fact that they said that, you know, this person he has you know, an AR you know, AR style rifle and they didn't want to put their officers in danger. So they just allowed for this kid to just go on a killing spree when they could have stopped him within the first 15 minutes of him going into the school. That makes no sense. That makes absolutely no sense. Like, then why are you even an officer then if you have, it's a possibility you may have to go through this? Hey, you know, so people, preservation of your own life is a very, very strong reaction in humans. Sure. Even though, you know, the occupation, you would put yourself in danger in certain situations. You would think that when there's a shit ton of children involved, that you would be more willing. But we see that wasn't the case. You know, as it came out that the police officers were stopping parents from going in to save their own kids. Yeah. Arresting them. I mean, and, and a couple of officers went in and got their kids out. That, to, that, to, that, when I first heard that, I was like, hey, that ain't the most selfish shit. But at the same time, I like, I can, it's a positive story because I think, because we are human. I can't be so mad because it's like, what do you do in this situation? I mean, but at the same time, it's like, it's your job. It's the job that you signed up for. Right. You know, and it's like, it's upsetting, but at the same time, it's like, y'all the responsibility that you that you are getting paid for. There's your job to, I won't say protect or serve, but to act accordingly. I don't think that was acting accordingly. Oh, yeah, yeah not at all. It's, they, they failed at every step of the way. It's like, at any point in time, you chose this position. If you are too afraid to do the job, give up your badge and gun. Give it to somebody who's willing to do it. I think it pretty it's pretty cut, cut and dry that way. Yeah. Because why be an officer like I don't to me like I can only speak for me. I can I couldn't see myself being an officer of the law because I, I I I would hate that to put somebody down. I don't know if my, my mind is capable of handling that trauma. Like I understand like you know I want to defend yourself in in the gunfight in a sense, but like I don't think I got, I don't think I don't know how I would handle that trauma of actually killing somebody. Right. So that's not the job for me. So, but if, if, if the children, anybody, any a person's life is involved, you know, in danger, and you are like, well, I'm gonna just go ahead and protect myself. Then you shouldn't be doing this at all. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So that honestly, they should get rid of the entire police department. Start over from scratch. I, Think of a new method. Yeah, absolutely. That's a fucking lutely because 
that that sound that you're not put you 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 just displaying that behavior and no one safety is in, you know in your in your interest. Yeah, not at all. Because again, they said you know as more information came out and and as more video and things came out, they said you know they could have stopped that shooter within the first three to fifteen minutes. And it shows not to because like when you said the what I learned about that you know they even checked the doors and they kind of just outside the doors it's like. You you, you yeah, don't hear these, these, these screams, these gunshots. Oh, they heard them all. Yeah, the pleas for help did not make you want to act faster. And and they actually called, you know, and, and what they say is they're they're almost certain that all of the people were killed by the shooter. Meaning because mm-hmm. they shot in there. They don't know if they didn't also kill some people as well. Because we they, talked about that with the methadone shooting clinic. You know, right, yeah, the yeah, methadone yeah. Clinic. Police shooting into the building. They killed they killed a person. And then the fact is, and also another thing that the cops did was they screamed into the school, if you need help, scream help. So somebody screamed help and caused them to get shot because they just gave away their location to the shooter. <sighs> yeah, so at every every turn of this entire situation, the police fucked up. And this tragedy that could have been averted by the good guys with guns proves that that saying is a bunch of bullshit. Yeah, because it was, it was no... Except for the the off duty patrol, no, well, he was border patrol, border patrol, who came in and took him out. Yeah. So, kudos to him for yeah, you know yeah. who who was at the barber shop and then got his, got a gun from the barber. So he took got the barber's gun and ran it ran across. Was like, yeah, I got this. Yeah, then the barber strap too. <laughs> I mean, it's Texas. Everybody got a gun. This is Texas. Texas has some of the laxest fucking gun laws in the country. I just, I'm just trying to think what the hell does the bubble need a gun for? But I, it's Texas. <laughs> like, what the hell? What the hell did the 18 year old who shot at the school need a gun for? This is true. But they changed, they changed the law so that 18 year olds could get guns with pre- pretty much no background check. Fuck you, Texas. Yeah. Fuck you, Republicans. Let's see. This is what happens with your bullshit policies on gun laws. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yep. And we won't get into uh, the new Roe versus Wade. We already touched on that. So that did overturn officially yesterday. See, the document leaked, but now it's officially been overturned. So, yeah. Hooray Um, for the conservative Christian white nationalist minorities. And Clarence Thomas. Bitch ass. (laughs) White bitch ass. So America is slowly regressing to an authoritarian white nationalist state, and we're all here for it. Hooray! No one wants to see that white supremacy is a thing within oh, this. Oh, oh, they they all see it. They all see it. But but uh, yeah, that's, that's another topic for another day. And uh, how you how you dealing with these highest gas prices? Well, I work from home, so I don't drive much. Pooyah! <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I I fill up my tank at a half. I don't, I, I ain't letting it go too. Uh, yeah, yeah same here, same here. I mean, you you end up saving more money when you fill up at a half. Yeah, I, I spent forty yesterday at a half. And gas prices are actually starting to go down. Yeah, because I think about it, they they did they're trying to pass a three month gas tax. Gas tax holiday. Yeah, which isn't going to change much because it's only eighteen cents. I mean, what really needs to happen is that. Congress needs to price needs to check these corporations that are gouging prices. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because why you 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 have record numbers since record profits, record profits, and in, in, in like the highest profits in like ten years for some of these companies. Well, what, what the fuck you need more money for? 
Because it's good for the shareholders. Yeah. After you make a certain amount of billions of dollars, I don't understand. Capitalism is weird, and I won't get into too much, where it has this idea of infinite growth, but nothing in the universe works that way. But, you know, so there was a, a bill passed in the House, almost every Republican voted nay on, that would put a cap on price gouging from gas companies. Because they want, they lobby, they lobbying again money from it. Of course. So, so yeah. Good times. So, would it be beneficial if they, if they, made, if they like, say, like, gas was like a two ninety nine? Is that, is that possibility that it's like, oh, look, we're going to keep it at this? I mean, gas in America is already subsidized mm-hmm. by the U.S. government. So the fact that the prices of inflation is sure is a thing. And, you know, what Putin is doing in Ukraine is affecting that as well. Right. But the fact that gas prices are so high is because that not only are the gas companies passing on the inflation onto the consumers, but they're raising it even up and they can blame inflation so that they can get a higher profit. And they can, they can say, well, look, we're not just doing it just because we want to. You know, we can't do yeah, Nobody can do anything about it because the government has absolutely no say in what corporations do in America. So, all right, good times. <sighs> yeah, everything's expensive right now. Uh, I'm, yeah, so, I'm, I'm the pandemic up. has done its job, what it was going to do, because pandemics do that. They, but they... they so, I mean, since everything slowed down because of the pandemic, now that things are ramping up, there's not enough to meet, there's not enough supply to meet the demand. Oh, so yeah, prices yeah. Go up. And then also they talking about, like, they got so much inventory with a lot of different things that they got to cut prices, but then they got to do layoffs. So there's not enough people to work in the stores. And then right. the cycle yeah. is that you don't have enough people working in the stores. Therefore, you, can know, you, got no, you, got people, you don't have people buying stuff because they're not working. Yeah. So then there's a choice. Do I want this flat screen TV that's down room table? Or do I need to figure out a way to put food on my table? So the the non-table that don't exist. Yeah, the pandemic worked its magic. So this was this was already speculated to happen. Yeah, because every time I gone out to, to grab something to eat, like I spent fifteen dollars every day in Chipotle, and I ain't getting no fucking drink. And I'm like, this is some bullshit. I'm about to go get, but maybe I mean it's probably it's cheaper to make your own damn burrito bowl. But it was like it is. I'm like, the fuck did I order? I even get guacamole, and I'm like, fifteen dollars for what? Because that bitch ass charged for, charged for double chicken. Hey, I mean, well, you shouldn't have wanted extra chicken on your day. They, they need they need to start putting a scoop and do a scoop and a half. Yeah, I'm not getting to that bullshit. So, I think we summed up episode fifty five pretty well, talking about me getting on the, on the uh, being approved for the transplant list. The next update that I have is actually being on the list. So, yeah, look, this episode was so long. He doing a recap. <laughs> so, talking about our friendship and. You know, thoughts on a couple things out there in the world. So, uh, you know, stuff on take us out. That's the show. As always, you can check us out on YouTube, SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. So make sure you like, comment, share, subscribe to the YouTube page. We got some more stuff coming. And all the other channels as well. Yes. Peace out. Peace. <laughs>